You are Locked On A's. Your daily Oakland A's podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. How's it going, A's fans? And welcome to episode 216 of the Locked On A's podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I am your host, noted baseball fan, Jason Burke. And on today's episode, A's beat writer for MLB.com, Martin Gallegos, joins the show talking about the 2021 version of the Oakland A's. Are they better than 2020? We're going to get his opinion on that. And we're going to find out. He gave us a bold prediction at the end of the episode. He says how the the A's and Astros stack up. So there's a lot to get to in this episode. So make sure that you tune in. Uh, you're already here. Here, so just keep, let, let it run. And also today's episode is brought to you guys by Built Bar. Obviously, you guys know Built Bar. Built Bar is a protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. Go to BuiltBar.com, use promo code LOCKEDON, and you will get 20% off your next order. They keep sending me stuff, and I keep getting very excited to tell you guys about new uh, new items that they have when uh, when they let me. They're not letting me right now, so uh, they, they still got the cherry bars here. It's delicious. Go check that one out. But also, make sure to follow us on social media at LockedOnAids on Twitter and Instagram. I am at ByJasonB on Twitter, and if you have any questions for us, please send those to LockedOnAthletics at gmail.com. Um, there's some baseball news to get to, but I'll just link to a Ken Rosenthal article in the uh, in the show notes. It's about the, uh, oh boy, it, the Mariners president uh, of baseball operations or whatever he had some words about his players like to, like his yacht club or something and it was all recorded it's a 45 minute video about him just saying like yeah julio rodriguez one of the best prospects in baseball by the way his english isn't that good Meh. and everybody's like his english is actually fantastic he hosts the mariners youtube channel show like a show on the youtube channel for the mariners and they're like yeah he's he's great i don't and uh, he said the same thing. He was bummed that he had to pay uh, $70,000 a year for an interpreter for uh, Iwakuma, who was, you know, a Mariner's legend. He was really good. And he was like, we had to pay money for that. Meh. So I think that it's anybody with an accent with this guy. Um, yeah, so that's fun and racist if, you, if you're not getting that. Um, also, Kyle Seeger apparently is overpaid right now, even though he's also a Mariner's legend. And that led to Kyle Seeger's wife being like, hey, do we need to sell our, our Seattle house right now? Is that something that we need to do? So he's in some hot water. He issued an uh, quote unquote apology saying that it was at a lapse in judgment. And uh, I, I don't know that a 45 minute rant against people who don't speak English the way that you like to is necessarily a lapse in judgment. But, you know, it's just me. I just do this, you know, in front of a microphone all the time. Tell me if I've had a lapse in judgment, you guys. Just let me know. And then you can cancel me. It's fine. <laughs> it's not that hard is what I'm saying. Also today, February 22nd, is the first day of full uh, team workouts. So you got pitchers, catchers, and position players. They'll all be in A's camp today, uh, you know, running sprints and doing drills and whatnot. So uh, that's exciting. Hopefully we don't get any more bad news. Like, uh, I don't 
weird rib stuff like Sean Murphy or, uh, hopefully there's no, uh, no more COVID intake, uh, positive tests, just like, uh, Frankie Montas. Hopefully that is a uh, run its course. Hopefully he's back soon too. We'll, we'll find out uh, shortly, I believe. So yeah, keep an eye out on the news on that stuff. Cause if it's going to happen, it's going to be Monday. So, uh, make sure to follow us at locked on A's and I'll be tweeting out, uh, whatever happens over there. So, uh, that's all I got for you guys today. But before I send it over to Martin Gallegos, I got to do a couple of quick ad reads. So stick with me here. And then I'll send it over to me and Martine talking baseball. Today's episode is brought to you guys by betonline.ag. Betonline is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Football might be over, but NBA, college basketball, and the NHL are in full swing. BetOnline even offers awards, TV shows, and reality TV bets. Real-time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine. BetOnline has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds. It's the best way to place your bets, and it's free to sign up. Just head on over to the website, betonline.ag. You can do that either on your desktop or or on your mobile device, and you can sign up today and receive a 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit when you use the promo code Locked On. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. Today's episode is also brought to you guys by the new and improved Built Bar, which is even more deliciouser. They have 18 amazing flavors, including nut and non-nut flavors. They got six new flavors like caramel brownie, cookies and cream, cherry barcia, my favorite, uh, lemon almond cheesecake, my second favorite, carrot cake, and apple almond crisp. They're all good, but those are my two favorites. They still got their original 12 flavors like coconut almond, raspberry, salted caramel, orange, uh, coconut, and peanut butter brownie. Their bars are covered in 100% chocolate. They are soft and easy to chew. They are protein bars that taste like candy bars and all of their bars are built for the health conscious person you can lose or maintain weight while indulging in a delicious treat their bars are low calorie low sugar high protein high fiber and great for the keto diet so all you got to do to get your hands on some of these delicious treats is go to bellbar.com use promo code locked on and you will get 20 percent off your next order use promo code locked on for 20 percent off at billbar.com and so with that, here is my conversation with Martin Gallegos of MLB.com. He's the ASB writer. Uh, you guys know who Martin is. He's a wonderful guy. Uh, enjoy. All right. Right now, I am joined by Martin Gallegos of MLB.com. He is the A's beat writer uh, for MLB.com. He does great, great work over there. Uh, Martin, how are you doing? And thank you so much for joining us. Hey, Jason. Thanks for having me. I'm good. Um, you know, just uh, getting ready. Head out to Arizona actually here for spring training. I'll actually be out there uh, tomorrow. So I'm excited to see what's going on down in Arizona and, you know, getting ready for, for another season. Oh, are they doing in person this time and not just uh, the Zoom meetings like uh, last season? Uh, I think it's still kind of up in the air. I think they're going to let us watch some of the uh, workouts over at the uh, training complex. I think most of interviews will still be conducted through Zoom, but um, it'll, it'll give us a little bit more of a chance to see you guys up close and see, see what's going on down there. That's awesome. Um, I have questions about the 2021 squad, obviously, because uh, that, that's kind of why I brought you on here. But I do have a couple of questions specifically for you. Um, you were the king in the A's press box of knowing all of the uh, songs that come on for walk-ups, <laughs> entrance music, and all that stuff. Um, and the question that has to be on everybody's mind is, if you were coming into a game, what song is blaring over the A's PA system? Oh, man. You know, I've, I've been asked that a lot. That's always a tough one because you know, I, I always uh, I go through cycles of music, you know, sometimes I'm in a hip hop mood and I'm, I'm always listening to, you know, the latest hip hop or even some old school hip hop, you know, like some Tupac or something that gets me like really hyped up. Sometimes I'm listening to like some reggaeton and then that gets me going. So, uh, you know, right now, if, if I had to pick, I've actually been into like a lot of EDM stuff like Calvin Harris. So so if the, if 
I was picked right now. It was get, getting me going. I'd probably come into some some type of Calvin Harris just to get the blood going, you know, get the uh, the 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 uh, amps up in my system. And and I know the the uh, the Coliseum has some great speakers. So if I was making my way to the mound, I would, I would be bumping some EDM and, and get get my blood going for sure. Yeah, Sergio Romo was talking about that yesterday, how he, he likes how the music bumps at the Coliseum. So uh, <laughs> uh, yeah. to, to get your blood going, would that be that you're coming in out of the bullpen or are you uh, still a you know, position player? Uh, I, I usually think about it like going to the pitcher's mound, you know, trying to uh, yeah, trying to yeah. Uh, get 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 the energy going if I'm facing a tough, tough guy at the plate. Um, so, yeah, if I was if I was a hitter and going up to the plate, I'd probably do something a little bit more relaxed, maybe some type of old hip hop, maybe. I don't know, maybe some Jay-Z or, or some type of old school hip hop just that, you know, kind of gets the beat going, gets me feeling kind of relaxed at the plate. Something that because you're going to hear it a lot more often. So you got to yeah. get something that you can, you know, hear over and over and over. So that makes right. sense. Yeah. Um, I did a series during the offseason, like in November of the best players of the Billy Bean era by position because uh, it looked like he was going to be gone from the A's for, you know, the first time in over 20 years. And mm. uh so that's what spurned that on. But I'm curious who your favorite ace player has been over the course of the Billy Bean era. So, you know, since like 99. Oh, man, there's been so much. I mean, for me personally, growing up, I mean, I was a big Eric Chavez fan. Um, you know, I wore number three, you know, and in, in, uh, throughout my baseball playing career, which didn't last very long. But, um, you know, that was the guy that I looked up to a lot. I loved watching Barry Zito and that, that crazy hanging curveball. Um, so I'd say those guys, really those early 2000 A's, those, those were teams that, you know, I, I grew up, you know, in San Jose. So I grew up going to games that, you know, I watched some Giants games. I watched some A's games. And I know those early 2000 teams were so fun to watch at the Coliseum with uh, Tim Hudson, Mark Mulder. Eric Chavez, I would say, is up, like right at the top of the list. That was, that was my guy growing up for sure. I feel like a lot of us go through uh, like that, that early era right there. Where For me, I loved watching Matt Stairs. I don't know why he yeah. was just a beast he was a lot of fun uh and i also like picking like the the niche guys that were you know not the superstars so oh, yeah. it's part of my dna so last year we uh you, you guys were doing all of the the zoom calls and it introduced a different way of having to report on baseball because usually it's you know interpersonal and developing stories through talking to guys in the clubhouse and all that stuff and uh you guys might be able to get into the clubhouse at some points. Um, are you going to be able to adapt things that you learned from last year and the zoom calls and incorporate that into how you're covering the A's this season? That's an interesting question. Um, yeah, you know, I think we're all looking forward to just getting back in the clubhouse period. I think it's been, uh, it's been a little weird, you know, not being able to go in there and just have those casual conversations. I, I think it's more just, I'm more looking forward just to being able to have those, you know, one-on-ones where you just walk up to a guy and maybe you're not even looking for something for a story, but you're just kind of having casual conversations about, you know, what, what's been going on in their life. Cause I mean, I think that kind of loosens up a guy and makes them just more, more comfortable talking about whatever, once you do have a actual, you know, interview that you've got to get some stuff for a story. Um, it's, it's, it makes it a lot easier. And I think, especially, you know, the last year or so with the new guys that have come in that you don't really have that relationship with, it's kind of hard to really show them kind of hard to get that personal connection across through zoom so um i think i would say more just um you know getting getting that chance to talk to them one-on-one -on -one and just kind of developing a relationship that's kind of the, the part that i think we all miss and uh, i think we're all looking forward to getting that aspect of our jobs um back in our lives here pretty soon because i think i think we've all been able to handle it as well as we can but um, i think it certainly has been kind of uh we haven't been we haven't felt like we've been able to do our jobs as well as we can 
if we can go in the clubhouse. So hopefully that happens soon. So when a guy comes in like Nick Turley or Cole Irvin is two just random examples from guys that are new to this clubhouse um, at the beginning of the season, if it is done via zoom, how do you get to know them a little bit better? Is it just, you, you can't really, and you kind of hope for the best or uh, are you going off of like, are you researching like uh, where they went to school and trying to form a connection somehow like that? Uh, how do you go about that? Yeah, it's obviously a lot tougher, right? So you have to kind of, explore your uh, sources and kind of find you know look up background I usually would like look up background on the guy maybe maybe uh, reach out to a, the team that he was previously with and, and see you know maybe the beat writer knows you know some people that that he's been connected to or like say for Nick Turley I might look reach out to a guy from the Pirates and you know our beat writer from MLB.com and see you know who he knows and and some coaches some past coaches or someone that he's talked to about um, people in the Pirates organization um, you know front office for the A's um, just stuff like that to kind of get some background stuff. So when I do talk to, you know, a guy like Nick Turley, you know, maybe I could get a one-on-one through Zoom. I'll, I'll be a little bit more prepared and kind of be able to, you know, start off the conversation, kind of break the ice a little bit, just knowing, you know, stuff about him instead of just going into it, like, you know, not knowing anything. Because that, that could be kind of awkward at times when, you know, a guy doesn't really know you and it's kind of, you know, you're trying to get them to feel comfortable. So it's always good to kind of just do that research and, and find, you know, other avenues um, to figure out just what what their background is and, and kind of what things they like things it's small little things here and there that can kind of help you it's gonna it's gonna help you get uh you know better answers and, and just a better conversation with the guy overall as opposed to just being like hey here are your stats what do you think about those <laughs> yeah yeah you got shelled last year what, what can you tell me about that, that kind of stuff. <laughs> so which new additions are you excited about coming into this season obviously elvis andrews seems like the clear cut winner. Cause he's just been around forever and people seem to know, or, you know, have a good idea of who he is. Um, yeah. But you know, you got Sergio Romo too. Who are you most looking forward to uh, covering in the 2021 season? Yeah. Well, Romo, Romo seems like it's going to be fun just to talk to him as much as we can. Um, Cause he seems like such a character. Um, you know, the bullpen additions have been, I think big, I think the last week and a half, I mean, they, they shored up an area of need. I mean, if you looked at this roster and you, you tried to find, you know, what, what was the weakness? I think bullpen was the obvious one there just in terms of experience. There was some talented arms, but guys who haven't really had a lot of, you know, time in the big leagues. And now it's kind of flipped and they've got a lot of experienced guys. I think Mitch Moreland, I mean, that's not official official, but once they announced that, I think Mitch Moreland's going to be a, a fun one. I mean, that's a guy who's killed the A's over the years and now he's joining them. And a guy who has had a lot of postseason success as well. He, he, he knows, you know, about the big games and, um, you know, another uh, power bat to add to that lineup. Uh, we'll see how they use him probably mostly as a DH, I would think. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, I think I'm looking forward to that, just see how he uh, kind of implements into that lineup, where they put him. Um, but, you know, it's been just some good additions here in the last week and a half or so, whereas, you know, throughout the whole offseason, it was kind of slow and you're wondering what was going to happen. And it seems like it's a, like it's a whole new whole new feel here with all the additions they've had the past couple of weeks. Yeah. It felt like that last, uh, the, the last moves with Moreland and Trevor Rosenthal, the fan base got really into it at that point, you know, with the uh, petite and Roma, they were like, okay, yeah, sure. But those last two, they were like, Oh, we might be able to actually play this year. So, uh, it, it you could feel the narrative changing a little bit just on social media. Um, what do you think that the, how are the A's going to make room for these last two guys? Um, obviously they've been able to, make some room on their 40 man roster with Nador for tiring and uh, Frankie Montas uh, hitting the COVID IL. Um, what do you, what other moves do you think are coming? Are they going to 
straight up DFA somebody or is there a trade coming? Do you think, or. Yeah. Yeah. I think, I think that's probably what they're exploring right now. And I think the Frankie Montas move to the COVID injury list kind of helps them in a way where they're probably still having some trade conversations for some guys, maybe, maybe a guy like the Dustin Fowler or, or Sky Bolt, one of those outfielders that they have kind of, you know, blocked right now. Um, you know, there's guys on the pitching side, maybe like a Paul Blackburn or something as well. Um, you know, if they can't find deals for these guys, you could maybe see, you know, them get DFA just, you know, those guys who are, you know, exhausted of minor league options and kind of, you know, for, I don't want to call them 4A players, but, you know, guys who are blocked right now at the major league level and don't really have a chance to really contribute this year just because there's so many other guys in front of them. I think those guys get, you'll see, um, you know, maybe DFA'd here if they can't find a deal for them. Um, but, you know, things can happen in spring too. I mean, somebody gets hurt, obviously they, they could step up and, and become an option again, but I would think um, they're probably involved in deals in trying to get deals for them right now. If they can't, you probably see some DFAs here pretty soon. So with the replacements that the A's have made at closer DH shortstop and just in the bullpen, uh, making a little upgrades here or, you know, standing pat where they could, um, do you think that the A's are more or less talented than their 2021 counterpart or 2020 counterpart parts? Right. Yeah. You know, I was thinking about that the other day. It's, it's tough, right? Because Marcus Simeon and Liam Hendricks were such key pieces of this team. And even Joaquin Story had a great year out of the bullpen as well. And that's a big loss too. Um, but I think the moves that they, they've made here in the past few weeks, I mean, the bullpen, I, I think it's going to be a real strength now. I mean, you have so many different options, you know, so as such a diverse group there, lefties, righties, side armors, guys who are, you know, kind of, you know, more slower velocity and then Rosenthal there in the back end throwing heat. So um, plenty of options, plenty of different looks that are going to frustrate, you know, opposing teams in the late innings. Um, the, the rotation is still really good, I think. And if, you know, AJ Putt can stay healthy and be a part of that mix, I think it'll become even better. And, you know, the lineup, you would play Simeon with Andrews. I mean, Marcus Simeon um, had a bit of a down year last year, but he was dealing with some injuries and stuff. And er everybody was dealing with weird stuff with the COVID stuff. Um, and Elvis Andrews, you know, had had a back injury last year. So we'll see how he rebounds. I think at this time, it's kind of a push there. I mean, Elvis Andrews could easily revert back to the 2019 form. And all of a sudden, you got a really good shortstop there. Mm -hmm. um, I think it might be – it has the potential to be a slightly better team. I think it's still pretty close to the 2020 team. Um, but if, if all the guys that they got can, can perform at the level they're expected to, um, it could be better. I think this bullpen is going to be really, really good, even without Liam Hendricks. So, um, you know, we'll, we'll see how it, how it plays out in a 162-game season, obviously. Um, but you saw last year, I mean, they were clearly, for the all of regular season, way better than the Astros. I mean, the Astros kind of squeaked into the playoffs, and they got really hot. Um, but I think the A's overall have the, the most talent of any roster in the division, for sure. I think that it's going to be really interesting to see just how the starting rotation develops, because that could be the difference maker between 2020 and 2021. If, you know, uh, you just had a piece that came out on Jesus Lozardo and his development and what he's expecting from this year. And I, I think that if that comes to fruition and he's, you know, a three, two to three, five ERA kind of guy, then all of a sudden, and, you know, you get uh, Chris Bassett recedes a little bit, but not too much. And Frankie Montas can stay healthy. There, there's some moves and obviously there's a bunch of things like, what if this, what if this, but uh, yeah. if the rotation improves just slightly, they could be a, a force to be reckoned with, I think. Um, and yeah, I, I just alluded to the, uh, the Hazel Luzardo piece that you uh, had go up, but a couple of weeks ago, 
you guys did a roundtable with the AL West uh, beat writers, and your uh, your colleague Brian McTaggart of the Astros said that it is a one team race that the Astros are far and far and away the best team in this division, and it's not even close. Uh, do you think that with some of the moves that the A's have made over the course of the last like eleven days, uh, that they can you know at least they're going to hang tough with them? But do you think that they are now far and away the better team? Um, and how do they stack up in the American League as a whole? Yeah, and I don't know. Brian, Brian loves having fun with A's fans on Twitter, <laughs> but uh, but uh, you know, I thought it was a, I thought it was close at that point when we did the roundtable. That was before most of these moves. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought it, I thought it was going to be close, you know, neck and neck with the A's and Astros. Now that these moves have happened. I mean, I you know, I look at the rosters. And, you know, I know the Astros have you know the star that star infield with Bregman, Correa, you know, Altuve, and. You know, I don't know when Berlander is going to come back, but, you know, they've got some some nice arms that have come up and contributed in the starting rotation. But, I mean, I look at the roster composition of both teams. I, I, I like the A's roster better, honestly. I, I think the A's have the most talent in this division. The Angels obviously have a great lineup, but their pitching is always a question mark, and I don't know if they've done enough to address that to become a serious contender, honestly. Maybe they compete for a wild card spot, but I don't see them being – uh, you know, over 162 game season, you got to have a, a solid rotation. I, I don't know. There's just too many question marks. Maybe they step up and do well, but um, it's still kind of up in the air there. And then the Mariners and and Rangers are still teams that are kind of probably a couple of years away, at least from truly being contenders. So you really look at the A's and Astros, and I I like the the A's the A's uh, roster. I mean, you look last year. I think a big thing that you know people would forget is that Matt Chapman was hurt for half of the year, and Matt Olson really didn't have. I mean, he had the power, but really kind of a down year on offense as well. And I think he's going to be way better than a sub 200 hitter. So um, I think this team didn't really even perform to its full capabilities. You mentioned Luzardo um, kind of had an up and down year last year. There were times where he looked dominant times where, you know, he struggled a little bit. I think in year number two of his development, I think it's a big year for him. I think he's still so young. I think he's still going to get better. And I think this year he could really take a big step and, and move into, you know, possibly that number one starter role. Um, you know, is determined to be, you know, one of the top of the line starters in this league. So um, it's a really good team here. I, I favor them to win the West. Um, I think the Astros will still have a very good year and they'll still challenge the A's. But I, I like the A's chances, honestly, to, to uh, defend their AL West title this year. I think I want to see if like Jordan Alvarez stays healthy and if Carlos Correa uh, obviously stayed healthy for last year, but it was 60 games. Can he yeah. stay healthy for a full season? They both have big injury histories and uh, I, I think that they're that a lot of their hope depends on those two guys being on the field and being productive for the entire season. So uh, we'll yeah. see what happens with them. And also I'm not sold on their rotation personally, but it's just me. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'll get you out of here on this. Give me one bold prediction for the A's in 2021. Oof, one bold, bold prediction. Um, let's see. I already picked on the one they all West. That one would be bold. Um, I think they'll make it past the ALDS this year. I, okay. I, I won't go as far as World Series, but I think they will be among the top teams in the league. They will get to the ALCS. Let's go with that. I, I like it. I'm down. Let's keep this train going just because of, you know, they, they, they can keep making it there. Let's do it. Um, thank you so much for joining me, Martin. Uh, where can the people find you on social media and where can they read your work? Yeah, I appreciate that. So um, Twitter, um, Mark, at Martin J. Gallegos. And uh, I'm always tweeting out my stuff from MLB.com. Um, so you can catch that at MLB.com or athletics.com. Thank you so much, man. Yeah, anytime. Thanks, Jason. No problem. Take it easy. All right, see ya.